Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Hi, everybody. This is the Live Earl. You were just listening to the Recorded Earl. My full name is Earl Stewart. I'm a recovering car dealer, uh, as in kind of a recovering addict sort of a thing. It's a self-deprecating kind of a term I've learned to uh, love because it accurately describes uh, my life. I've been a car dealer since 1968, hard to believe. 1968. Uh, It's stuck in my throat. That's a long time ago. And I used to do business the bad way, the wrong way, the, uh, what can you say, bait-and-switch type of advertising and... uh, deceptive sales practices, all the things that we talk about on this show. Uh, If you're new to the show, uh, I just want you to know this really is a good show. If you drive a car, buy a car, lease, uh, maintain, repair, it truly is. Uh, It is a a minefield out there in the world of the consumer when you're bringing your car into independent repair or car dealerships. The way cars are sold today is the same way cars were sold back in the 50s, 1950s. And uh, that's when I got in the business, 1968. Uh, We're frozen in time. I say we, I am a car dealer. In full transparency and disclosure, I still have a car dealership. And I want to make it perfectly clear that this show is not an infomercial. I am not going to try to sell you a car. I have a car dealership. That's a separate business, actually. I'm more of a consumer advocate today, and that's what this show is all about. I want to, be, I want to say this uh, as quickly as possible. You make the show, and you make the show by calling the show, and we have various um, avenues that you can reach us and talk to us, ask us questions, make comments, uh, criticisms. Uh, we, have a, we almost have too many ways to reach us, but I mean that. Uh, just kind of tongue-in-cheek, because there can't be too many ways to hear what you have to say. Without you, we don't have a show. Uh, without you, I'm up here talking, and Nancy and Stu and, and Rick, we're yakking. But we want to know what you uh, are curious about and what you maybe have a problem with, uh, even though the problem is us. So you can call us at 877-960-9960. You can call us on the regular telephone at 877-960-9960. Write the number down, please. Uh, you might not have a question right now or a comment, but you will if you hang around for a while. And we're going to be on the air for two hours. So 877-960-9960. Text seems to be the communication of choice, um, I guess, as technology changes. People like to text, and I do too. I mean, I'd much rather text somebody or receive a text than have to get on the phone and talk. Because with a text, you can stop when you want to. That's right. And you can watch a text. You can read a text when you want to. And you don't have to linger. You can read it fast, read it slow. So text us 
at 772-497-6530. That's area code 772-497-6530. And I ask you to write the text number down too. Area code 772-497-6530. And wait, there's more. Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Erlon Cars. We're live and living color right here at True Oldies. And you can see the whole studio and, and my beautiful co-host, Nancy Stewart, and my not-so-beautiful mechanical uh, expert, Rick Curry. I'm only kidding, Rick. You are beautiful. And my son's too. He's you're, de- you're average, definitely beautiful. Average, We're all beautiful. You can't see Jonathan, but he's beautiful too. So, Facebook.com forward slash Rolling Cars, or you can go to YouTube, you can go to Periscope, you can go to Twitter, and I'm probably leaving something out. And that's why we're here. Uh, we also have anonymous feedback. I, I was leaving that out. Anonymous feedback. We were talking about this before we went on the air. And it's kind of a new dimension in communication because we don't know who you are. I mean, I just said half seriously, or not, wasn't, I was just kidding. I wasn't even half serious. That Jonathan could be sending in all the anonymous feedbacks, or Nancy. All the memes. Or I could be doing it. We don't know. We don't know who's doing it. So it's kind of cool because it gives you any kind of protection, privacy, whatever you want to call it. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, anonymous, A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback. You know how to spell feedback. Dot com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. And we're getting more and more of those. And it's, it's good. I mean, if they're phony... Uh, Rick and I were just saying, even if you get a phony anonymous feedback, if it's an interesting question that other people are interested in, that's okay. So there are the avenues for communication. Without you using those avenues, uh, we really don't have ourselves an interesting show at all. Oh, and I, I got one more thing. I know I'm, I know I'm going on and on, but I got I to gotta reemphasize our mystery shopping report. We get used to it because we do it every week we've been doing this for 15 years but every week we send out an undercover agent to some car dealership in south florida it's really cool and we go in there and pretend to buy a lease a car we respond to an advertisement or uh, we check to see if they're trying to sell cars with dangerous recalls uh, we, we try to see how they treat our mystery shopper because that's how they're going to treat you and that's probably the way they've already treated you and maybe you didn't even realize it undercover agent mystery shopping report and uh it will be in the second half of the show and we have a list that we compile of recommended dealers and dealers we do not recommend pretty much based on how they treated mystery shoppers and we go back in repeatedly because if we have a really good shop we follow up just to be sure um with all that said i'm going to introduce my wife nancy stewart she's my co-host and she's been doing this with me for a long time and uh, Nancy will tell you a little bit about uh, what she's about on the show. Thank you very much. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic show. I feel the energy this morning, and uh, that energy comes from you. And uh, without you, as Earl stated earlier, we don't have a show. So I send out a special thank you to all of you. Uh, Now, as far as what I do on the show, I share a lot of information, a a lot of knowledge, but you do the same whenever you give us a call. And uh, with 
that said, I extend $50 to the first two new lady callers, and uh, that is your gift for giving us a call. The first two new lady callers, you receive $50. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Can I jump in and say why we do this? I just Because we have men out there that complain about it, and I can understand why they're complaining. But We got, we we got one this morning. Yeah. Well, good. But, and we'll, uh, and we'll give him we'll give him an opportunity to speak up, but we want parity. We want equality. And when we started the show, there were 100% men calling. So, we're trying to prime the pump, and when a woman hears another woman call, they call, and we're pretty much we're we're very close to 50/50, mm -hmm. and we're not quite there yet, but we want more women to call. So, it's an encouragement. We're not trying to discriminate against the men. We love the men callers, but we want to have Half the people in the world are women, and half the people in the world buying cars and repairing cars are women. So we'd love to hear their input. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of ladies on the road, and uh, to uh, what Earl just said, uh, Tina and Nancy can't be the only two females, uh, the leaders of the pack, uh, to build this platform. And to the gentlemen, when it becomes 50-50, uh, we will no longer. Uh, extend that $50 so uh, you have that to look forward to again youranonymousfeedback.com we'd love to hear what you have to say on any level and uh, just a little uh, footnote of nancy at earloncars.com I've received a lot of text messages and emails this week so you can take advantage of that also again that number is 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 we're going to go to our first female caller and she's a regular good morning tina good morning how are you guys doing hey Great. good morning i watched a really interesting video from scotty kilmer you know i don't always totally agree with everything he says but this one kind of got my attention. This is especially uh, valid for people that are shopping for a used car. And he was talking about the flood car problem because in Houston, where he lives, they had horrible problems with flooding just recently. And as summer continues and hurricane season continues, we're going to see more flood cars. I know it sounds like a mantra along with the airbag thing. But he said that if you are shopping for a used car, when you start the car up, all of the auxiliary lights should come on momentarily. And if you start the car up and the check engine light does not come on, walk away from that vehicle. Because what some of these unscrupulous used car dealers will do is they will deliberately disable or cover over the check engine light. Hmm. And a flood car generally will keep the check engine light on for obvious reasons, but if you even if you turn the key on to the auxiliary position, if the check engine light's not on, walk away from it. He says it's a disaster waiting to happen. Wow, that's a that's a great tip. Yeah. That's, is that right, Rick? That uh, it's that easy to disable it. I mean, you can just turn it off. Well, it's basically they take the combination meter apart and either remove the bulb or the circuit to it. Taking the bulb out is the easiest thing. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's a great tip, Tina. Thank you very much. Yeah, he, that's one hundred percent correct. Yep, and you know there was over 10,000 flood cars declared in Houston just this, this month from that tropical depression they got. Yep. So there's a big flood. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah if Houston, got, Houston got hit again, you know, after I think it was Maria a couple of years ago. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They, they got hit so bad there were cars and city buses 
floating. Floating. Mm-hmm. They were I literally being moved around by the water. Yeah. It was it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be pouring in. That's for sure to the state of Florida. Literally. Fire. No pun intended. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Well, thank you, Gina. There's also a link that I sent you to Jalopnik. Jalopnik had a good article just recently about what you need to do to outsmart a used car dealer. So Jalopnik, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, it's too long to discuss right now. I wouldn't. It would just take too much time, but it would be interesting to go through some of the bullet points and maybe go over them as the show progresses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a minefield out there, and the more informed you are, the better chance you have. Uh, especially in mind people with a used car. I, I give out this uh, general tip, whether you're talking a uh, used car or or potential flood cars, is just find a good technician somewhere. And uh, independent of the place that you might be buying that vehicle, and just have them check it out. A good technician uh, will be able to tell you in probably, what, 15, 20 minutes of, of inspection whether or not the car's had water damage, flood damage. Yeah, if if he's specifically looking for that right off, he could do it that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the catch, though. I remember one time a few years ago when I was looking to buy a used car, that the seller he said, "Well, you only get the car for 15 minutes," (laughs) and he wouldn't let somebody on the lot. So if somebody that's selling you a car tries to pull that on you, then you know not to buy a car from them at all. Exactly. Conditions that you're under for trying to look at that used car. Yeah, that's a red flag right there. Only got 15 minutes to look at the car. Right. Take me 15 <laughs> minutes to drive over to my mechanic. Uh, exactly. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much, Tina. You are a sterling uh, leader, uh, a female caller, and you encourage others, people hear you and the other women call. And we can't thank you enough for being a regular caller at Earl Stewart on Cars. Thank you, thank Tina. You. And ladies, ladies, join the tribe. Thank you, Tina. We look forward to hearing from you uh, again next week. And uh, to what Tina said, and Earl said, you know, with the power of the Internet today, uh, there are less women, men, consumers getting taken advantage of. And as far as a vehicle used, you can, you know, take it for a drive for 15 minutes or stare at it for 15 minutes. I think that's few and far between. As again, as I said, the power of the internet and us here at Earl Stewart on Cars, uh, we share a lot of information with you. So with all of that said, you are an important part of the show. Give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6500. Three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Tina's comment is a perfect example of why you are so important. Now she calls every week and she comes up with some good things. But and I have to say I've been in the business a long time. I've heard most of it before. I never thought. I mean, shame on me. I never thought about taking the bulb out of the check engine light. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so simple. So easy to do. You wish you had thought of that Uh, uh, thirty years ago when I was evil. (laughs) (laughs) But you have. Just think about it. You have a, a car, and you're thinking about selling it, or maybe you're not. Just you have a car, and uh, check engine light comes on, so you go over to AutoZone, and you get their free tool, and they plug it in, and they say, you have a serious problem here, and this is probably going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. You're going to have to get it fixed. You say, okay. You go home. You unscrew the bulb. You go into your favorite car dealer, and you say, I want to trade this in. 
He cranks it up. Check engine light doesn't come on anymore because the bulb's gone. So he gets another couple thousand dollars for his trade-in. So something as simple as that. Now, my question to Rick, how do you check to see if someone's taking the bulb out of the check, check engine light on the car you're looking at? Just like Tina said, all cars, all the bulbs on the combination oh, mirror, the idiot yeah. lights, yeah. all have what's called a bulb check. When you turn the key to the on uh, position for the first couple seconds, all those lights yeah. should come on, yeah. and then they'll go back off. I forgot. And that's simply to test the yeah. bulb to show you, hey, these are working. Now yeah. we're turning them back off. If they come on again, there's a problem. I can't believe I've been starting cars for a long time. And when all those lights came on, I, it never occurred to me. That one got past Why, you. Uh, I thought it was just because the manufacturers were cheap and they wanted to annoy you and they didn't care. <laughs> That's well, why that, they did But there's a good reason for that. It's also because wanna, maybe. It's just to annoy you. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe one of those bolts has just burned out from age or time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Amazing. Now, I have something else in the article. <laughs> that I, I might even do a blog article there on that. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. I'm going to jump on this one. We're talking about uh, okay. the uh, engine light. This is from Heather, and uh, I received this at Nancy at Earl Own Cars. And uh, Heather and her mom took their car over to Napleton Hyundai. Bob, we know you're holding, and we'll be right with you. Thank yeah, you very much for calling. This will take a minute. Uh, so they took their car over to Napleton Hyundai because the engine light was on, and uh, the, uh, well, Good people at Napleton Hyundai asked them to leave their vehicle overnight. And with that said, they got a phone call the next morning with a laundry of lists, a laundry list of items that was wrong with that car hmm. that totaled $4,000. Wow. So uh, her, uh, well, footnote here to us, stay away from Napleton Hyundai. And then, and, uh, we have, and then we have to say, this is hearsay. Uh, this is a Heather hearsay call. And... She says it was Naples on day, but we we don't want to be unfair. You know, when we do a mystery shopping report, we endorse it because yeah. we're we're the ones that are instigating it. But we can certify it. We go. I want to go on record of saying that for any of the callers, we will pass along your comments, but we have to put in it is hearsay, third party. Yeah, yeah. Naples Honda. And and yeah. and with that said, uh, Heather, let's confirm this. Give me a call. 561-386-6498. I'd like to confirm that information that you just passed along to me. We're oh. going to go to Bob, who's holding in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Bob. How are you? I wanted to thank Earl. Like four years ago, I was living on a small island, and I had a RAV4 with the steering on the opposite side, but the manual was in Japanese. <laughs> and he said he would look into it and see what he can do. And lo and behold, about a month later, I got the manual. Wow. You know, it's a shame about being an old guy like me. I forgot about that. <laughs> it kind of rings a bell. <laughs> and I really appreciate you calling me, Bob, because all sorts of exciting things have happened in my life that. that I need to be reminded of. But that, that is interesting. Uh, why, do you mind telling us which island you're on? I was on Maserat. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. That's right off Antigua. With the volcano. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, uh, that's it, the volcano island. Yeah. Are you back in... Uh, but I'm back here now. Back on the mainland. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for the call. And I'll be in your, and I'll be in your showroom this Thursday looking. 
Wonderful. Oh, great, Bob. Well, thank you very much. Great call. I'll be darned. <laughs> I kind of remember that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That rings a bell for sure. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Well, we need to um, let's talk, talk a little bit about mystery shopping reports and, and cyber stuff, Stu. We talked to introduce Nancy, and you can introduce yourself. Well, about... Ten years ago, I thought that we would run out of subjects to mystery shop, and it just never ends. So it, there's a little bit of stress every week when trying to figure out, number one, what are we going to investigate? Um, lately, it's been Takata airbag recalls. So. Yeah, well, I, we got anonymous feedback that said we'd overdone that, and I reluctantly confessed I yeah. think we have overdone a little bit, but it's just the passion that we have yeah. for it. But we don't want to bore our audience. No, I think it's very important, so it's okay, I think, if we uh, spice it up with some other topics here and there. Um, but we never run out of material, um, whether it's Takata airbag recalls or if it's uh, advertising or, or anything else that catches our eye during the week. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's really informative I mean, because we're really getting the heart of it. It's not our opinion. We're not speculating. We're getting firsthand reports of what's going on in car dealerships all over Florida. And uh, eventually, I'd like to see if we can get Agent Thunder doing some more long-distance things. Uh, yeah. If long longtime listeners to the show remember, Agent X was our was our uh, longtime veteran mystery shopper, and we sent him everywhere. And he went up to Pensacola, and did a uh, dealership up there right near the Alabama Florida border. And he was over on the West Coast, Miami, Homestead, uh, you name it. So um, I got uh, a I got an email from a, a recommendation for a shopping report in Miami for a Chevrolet dealer. And they sent me, oh, they put it on uh, aintgonnahappen.com. And uh, <laughs> it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And uh, we uh, that's a long ways, but yeah. I'll, we'll put them on the checklist. We might do it. Do we have a caller? We do. Samantha's calling. Good morning, Samantha from Port St. Lucie. Hey there. Good morning, Samantha. Samantha, did we lose you? I apologize if we did. Uh, I was kind of hoping we were on a roll here with the phones. We've had uh, chronic problems with our phones. If we hung up on you inadvertently, we apologize. If you'll call back, yeah. uh, we will stop immediately and take your call. Samantha and Port St. Lucie, our apologies, but please call back. Yeah, going back on the mystery shopping reports, if we get tips uh, from the listeners, that's great. I mean, that gives us uh, makes it a lot easier for me, at least, to find a target. And if something like really horrendous happens somewhere, you know, let us know. Just you know, text us to the, on the text line or email us at stu at erlongcars.com. Uh, just get in touch with us, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll check out that dealer. So this week was a pretty much is a doozy. I don't want to I don't want to tease it too much. Excuse me, Stu. Uh, Samantha, are you with us again? Okay, she did, she hung up. The, there was a disconnect, and then a. Okay, go ahead, Stu. I'm here. Hey, oh, Samantha. 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 Oh, thanks for calling back. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. How are you doing today? We're well, thank you. Okay, my question is: What is the average time that you should wait to change your windshield wiper fluid? Well, that's a good question. I uh, it runs out. <laughs> that's how, that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> our expert here, Rick. Uh, you see him all the time. Uh, answer this. What is the average time? And I know it varies because some people are meticulous about their windshields. Others aren't so meticulous. But what, a 30-day supply? I've actually never changed washer fluid. Uh, it's simply 
when the washer fluid gets low, we simply add to it. Uh, some folks use a lot of washer fluid throughout their as they're driving. Other folks hardly ever use the washer. I use a lot. You know, I, you know, I love washer fluid. Sam- I'm always washing my. Yeah, Samantha. I hate uh, having bugs and yeah. spots on the screen. Yeah. So that, I'm. That's a that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I uh, <laughs> refill. Uh, I mean it. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, maybe it's my age or the fact that you know I do have to be able to see what's in front of me. Uh, but at any rate, I uh, faithfully refill my uh, windshield wiper fluid. Uh, well often and it has a whole lot to do also with where you live i think if you're in an area a neighborhood where there's always construction uh you know without going through the laundry list of things that you need to pay attention to uh it that right. it's all dependent on uh, how often you fill your uh, window washer fluid and also i have a little recipe i put together and uh it works a little more efficiently than some windshield wiper fluids that you can purchase okay and that's it what's the recipe yes egg egg whites confectioner sugar (laughs) inquiring minds want to know potato juice to to be continued i put my greens plus in there (laughs) do you really I run out all the time. We have so much salt in the air here. So, like, I'm yeah. every day, I mean, I start pretty much every trip with a good wash of the windshield, and I run out, I think, more than, than the average bear does. Yeah. Well, you'll try to figure this out. I keep my car in a garage, and so does Earl. <laughs> and I use an enormous amount of windshield wiper fluid. You're a clean freak. I just had a great idea. You ready, Samantha? Listen to this. A gauge. You, your call prompted one of my ingenious... Uh, revelations. I knew something now, was spinning around in there. I hope I hope all the manufacturers are listening, because what you what we do is we take the condensate from the air conditioner mm-hmm. and we run it into and replenish it. And you have a little pod in there that if you want to spice it up with a little detergent, detergent kind of a yeah. thing, you know, just a little bit. But the, the auto manufacturer comes up with you have an endless washer fluid. And you never have to take the time mm-hmm. to replace it. And when you get a fuel cell vehicle, the exhaust can replenish the, the reservoir, too. Exactly. What do you think about that, Samantha? Pretty genius. Thank you. And I'll share. I'm going <laughs> to split the uh, profits on. This will be the Samantha Earl. On top of the $50. There you go. You have all my information. I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> and don't. We need your contact <laughs> information. Because you get 50 bucks for calling in. So we'll have that. And you and I will be partners on this. <laughs> yeah. Best phone call of my life. <laughs> you're rich. As, as of today, your life has been changed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you also, so much, guys. I appreciate it. Stay on the line so that uh, we can get your contact information. And also, for the record, PSI. Those tires, uh, you know, yeah. your pressure in your tires is so important to check, and that's another. Well, I'm, I'm just a fanatic as far as that's concerned. So, uh, Samantha, thank you for entertaining us, and thank you for calling <laughs> Earl Stewart on cars. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Thanks, you too. <laughs> You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye. You know, I wasn't kidding about that. No, I, that's a really good idea. I mean, stop and one think of your about better it. ones. What is more, I, I'm one of these. I'm a. I'm not about. I always have something on my windshield, and I and I spray yeah. the water, and then I run out. Then, of course, I don't have to fill mine. Nancy will fill it for me, or I can with take her, it into with, my dealership. With her special recipe. Yeah, I mean I'm a you know, but the average person has to interrupt their day, yeah. and uh, either that they run out, and they get a bug on there. Did you clarify I, what was on your windshield? Oh, just everything. I mean, from I, from time to time, we, salt. We, 
we know the Salt's rate of on there. speed yeah. that you drive, but uh, hey, I'm just saying. Okay. Now I mine's should, really annoying because I, I get, should I should patent that quickly because everybody's going to. You just be said it publicly this. to like tens of thousands of people. Yeah, I know, but nobody will <laughs> act on it. That's the only one that got that. Samantha and I need to move quickly on this. That's right. Yeah, it's what's really annoying is I got a little. Uh, when as soon as I start my car when I'm low, it's it, right there. Low white uh, blocks all the other cool stuff in my car. Says low washer fluid. I got to get it changed. Yeah. We got some text piling up. Okay, let's do it. All right. The first batch came on our youranonymousfeedback.com website. Uh, first one says, uh, and by the way, we like we said, we don't want to make this a Toyota commercial, so I'm going to try and make this a little bit more generic when I read it. So I'm going to edit it slightly, but the gist will still be there. Uh, good morning, Earl and Stu. I have a question about financing. Various manufacturers are currently advertising 0% interest on new various models. Uh, is it true? Is it a true zero percent, or are there monthly administration fees that make the loan an actual two to four percent car loan after adding up the loan fees? And um, the answer is no. It is it is a legitimate zero percent. Um, all the legitimate all the manufacturers offer a legitimate zero percent. That's not to say there aren't possibly small loan origination fees or doc fees like state doc stamps and things like that, which could effectively raise it. But it wouldn't be raising it to an actual two to four percent interest rate. It's actually those are really good deals if they're coming from the manufacturer. If a dealer is offering zero percent, you know, be wary. It might not be might might not be legit. Exactly. Yep. The uh, next one. Uh, now, this one is about Toyotas, but it could be. Um, this is definitely not a commercial. It says, "Good morning, my friends. I have a question about the push button to start Toyotas. If I accidentally left my car running, could a passerby break into my vehicle by breaking the window and then drive away, even though they don't have the fob on them?" I'm going to say, "Yeah, probably." But Rick might say there could be an impact thing. He's looking at me. Yes, they could. Okay. The only thing is that when they shut the car off, they, can't they wouldn't it. be able to restart it. Okay. Hmm. So for a quick joyride, <laughs> watch out. But you probably well, it, shouldn't leave your car running anyway that long. You know? Right. But it, it also is a nice thing. It, you know, carjacking is actually a, a thing that happens in the, even here in the U.S. quite often. So keep that smart key in your pocket. And if someone wants your car, let them have it. Because once they shut it off, they can't move oh, yeah. it again. Yeah. Don't well, leave it in the cup holder. Exactly. Okay. Moving along, question for Earl or Stu. How many keys does the new Corolla come with? I'm hearing rumors that Toyota is no longer giving two keys with a new car and trying to extort the car buyer into buying a wildly expensive second key. Uh, to answer that, um, first of all, yes, they are wildly expensive, the second keys. And the other, your first part of the question is, on the new Corollas, yeah, they are coming with a key with a built-in remote and one just a standard key without a remote. And um, I guess in most cases that might be fine, but if you have somebody with, with two drivers on the same car, yeah, you're, you're going to have to buy an extra extra key. And we don't know if this is a conspiracy or if this was just something they overlooked, but uh, that's a that's a real thing, and it's true. Yeah. It's not just Toyota. Other manufacturers are going that route. It's probably to get costs down. And uh, But it is, sh is a shame because for the last 100-and-something years, cars came with two keys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so is, is a yeah. cost saver? You, well, you get keys, but you don't have the remote thing, so you yeah. can manually open the door, but that's then the second driver loses a lot of convenience. Mm -hmm. exactly. The good news is that Ace Hardware and a lot of other companies are building, making remote keys that are far less than your dealer will charge you. Now, the dealers, by the way, pay too much to the manufacturers. Yeah. Manufacturers are making a lot of money selling these remote keys to the dealers at wholesale, yeah. and of course the dealers mark them up to make a profit from you, and consequently, uh, people are paying anywhere from 
$200 to what, seven or $800. Your key for your Lexus is probably uh, you know, in that range. Yeah, so uh, you shop around and you'll be surprised if the number, what are some of the other, I, I mentioned Ace Hardware because that stuck with me, but uh, what other sort of places can you buy remotes? Home Depot? Uh, for the remote keys, I think you'd wind up having to go to an automotive store. Mm. Um, I, Home Depot, I'm pretty certain, only would have the basic key and I don't think they can even do a chip key, but or, or actually some of them I think can, but they'll, well, they'll basically hard, they'll clone the not, chip keys. Ace Hardware is not automotive, so right. They're yeah. they're one of the few that can, that yeah. I believe can do a Amazon. remote. Amazon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, Jonathan. Uh, you know, how could we forget Amazon? Every Amazon has everything. So just well, go the, the only problem careful. there is you got to get a key that's programmed to your car. Yeah. Whereas going to like an Ace Hardware, what they'll do is they'll clone the remote you have yeah. so it will work on the same frequencies as a new one. So you have to pay somebody to program it for right. you. And what is the approximate time it takes to program a key? Uh, programming key in 15-20 minutes maybe 30 depending on the car. Is that right? Yeah. What is the procedure that takes 30 minutes? Because the, the computer systems now are designed where the computer actually has to go through a certain process and then it for no reason really in particular that I know of, it makes you sit and wait for 16 minutes on a Toyota with that computer connected into the car. And it's, it's the manufacturers just decided, we're gonna put this timer in there to where you have to sit and allow it to do it. Hmm. I think their excuse is that way if, if a car thief is trying to illegally program a key to your car, they can't do it in the 60 seconds and be gone it has 16 minutes that it has to go through it the also car's helps computer. The, the technician make money because while he's waiting, he's getting paid. Yep. Hmm. Well, you're, you're being paid for the job, yeah. however much you're, you're paid, because you're on commission. So but, it's, but that's a flat rate right. time. So a flat rate is how much for programming a key, a half hour? Uh, we get a half hour just to program just the key, and yeah. then a half hour for the remote. Yeah, very interesting. So it is a, a security feature, is what they they say, or is it just is that published anywhere? The, no, it's not published anywhere. Let's, let's, it's let's more my my belief is they're trying to make it to where you can charge the, the full thirty the minutes. The car will not ex simply accept it in in that quick thirty second thing. It has I, to be there. Yeah, because I, I think there's there got to be some mechanism for it to identify the location where this programming is going on, the IP address of the dealership, mm -hmm. and if it's being done in the dealership, they should be able to do it in as fast as your internet speed will allow. I would think so too. I don't know. All right, we got a question for Rick. Get ready. Uh, I recently became aware that I, that we have a cockroach infestation in our garage. Um, this came in on youranonymousfeedback.com. Although I don't park my car inside the garage, I notice a tiny roach was walking <coughs> on the inside of my Toyota Corolla. What I'm wondering is, what is the most likely way this roach was able to get inside my car? I never I never leave my windows down, and I never eat in my car. That's a great question. Never had that one before. Hmm. Well, before Rick answers, I will say this. Roaches can get into anything, no matter what. They'll get into a hermetically steel, sealed steel box. <laughs> yes. I don't know how they do it. Anyway. Uh, roaches actually uh, are the true masters of the world. Mm -hmm. They actually don't crawl into anything. They simply teleport. They yeah, have quantum mechanics and they can teleport. Right. Uh, so yeah, the roach simply teleported in. But in in truth, there are so many different air vents and openings into yeah. your car that any animal could find its way in there. 
My advice, and this this is my best advice I have for you. I've done it on a couple of cars when my own vehicle got infested with ants because I'd parked underneath a tree. Raid fumigators, the dry smoke fumigators. They come with a little plastic cup. You put about a quarter inch of water in it, then drop the canister in it. Mm. Put these in your car, close the doors up, let it sit for about four or five hours, take them back out, open the windows, let it air out for a little while because that stuff is hard on the lungs. And you will not have any bugs left in your car. Mm -hmm. And if there's a potential for any other creepy crawlies, they will have left or died. Exactly. Great. I think keeping uh, keeping boxes out of your vehicle is a big help. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what, this is a major food uh, for roaches. Yep. Yeah, you like cardboard boxes, they have the, like roach eggs in there too, so be careful with that. Uh, it's the glue they're actually going after. Yeah, they love the glue. Just oh. like mice love the mm-hmm. soil on the wiring in your vehicle. Yep. There you go. If water can get in your car, roaches can. Okay, Here's this is the question I, uh, I alluded to earlier. It came on youranonymousfeedback.com. It says, uh, can you please donate $50 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue for every caller, regardless of gender? Thanks, Earl. Well, uh, you know, I, we do donate a lot to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, uh, we don't want people calling the show because they want to help the dogs. We want people calling the show uh, because they want to answer, and that's what the show is. Uh, every time you buy my book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, uh, the, all the proceeds of that book, yeah. what is it, 20 bucks or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh, and thank you because you're a dog lover out there. Uh, we're very big supporters of Big Dog Ranch Rescue. We just gave uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue Highlander. a Highlander. Yep. And uh, the Big Dog Ranch Rescue took the Highlander. It was a 1970 or not. <laughs> it was a 2000. 2003. Three. Yeah. It's basically when you're an old guy, you just go to 19. Yeah. 19. <laughs> I did that last yeah, time. Yeah, 2003. <laughs> and uh, we shipped it over there mm-hmm. to uh, drive around the island, Marsh Harbor, and pick up dogs. Yeah. So we love Big Dog Ranch Rescue. by the By the book. And that's a way we donate. And that yeah. way you get yourself a book on how not to get ripped off by your car dealer. Plus, you help the doggies. Yeah. 100% Amazon. Or you can go to earlsbook.com. We're very yeah, connected. That car with went Big to the Dog Bahamas, Ranch. by the way. Yeah. You, you didn't mention the Bahamas part. You were I a little caught on the, on the date. But yeah, yeah I said Marsh Harbor. Harbor. I said mm-hmm. Marsh Harbor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and and just to reiterate too, you know, this will end. We will stop paying female callers fifty dollars in the future when yeah. half and half or oh. when we're seeing. It, yeah, as, it's just it, an incentive. That's as I all. stated earlier to uh, you know our listeners, that day will you know come, and it, I think it'll come soon uh, because we are really building that platform. Okay, the next one is a little unusual, but I'm going to do my best to read it coherently, Earl. Exclamation point. I need to share with you something I heard John Cadigan from AutoExpert.com say in his video the other day regarding Jeep Chrysler. Those seven-slot crap heap still compliant with the Hannibal Lecter retail code of ethics. If you're thinking of buying a Jeep, see a doctor stat because your medication is no longer effective. That is not a Jeep fan. Yeah, uh, people get passionate about their vehicles. Uh, I really have mixed emotions about Jeep because... Consumer Report Pants, and you've heard me say this many times, uh, they have high repair costs, uh, they have um, safety issues, um, 
maintenance issues, but they are so sexy that people love them. And don't take that as just the only reason, because if you have a great demand relative to supply, the resale value goes up. So normally when you have a junky vehicle, the depreciation is great, and the depre- and you lose money after you buy it. If you buy a Jeep, other than the insurance cost and the repair cost and the maintenance cost, which are considerable, your resale value is very good in a Jeep. And plus, you enjoy it, and you see people in Jeeps, they're all smiling. Yeah. They're yeah. having fun. They're having more fun than I am. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I see them on the road, and I go, why can't I have yeah. that life? Yeah, but if I, as a purist, I agree, <laughs> it, is, it is not a good vehicle. It's, a, it's like go, a mindset. Yeah, when I go to the, to the beach in my Toyota Avalon, I feel like an old man. <laughs> like I pulls up the Jeep and I go, He's, I should have that car. Yeah, he's yeah. not really having a good time. Right. Why is he driving a Jeep? Uh, on a more serious note, uh, ironically, yesterday a woman came up to me and she was telling me that she had just purchased her Jeep. And uh, you could just see the look in her eyes and the passion. And uh, this is a cult, you know. She's going to climb I, a mountain. I, seem, I, I said to her calmly, uh, how long have you been driving a Jeep? And she says, oh, she says, I've been driving a Jeep for probably 20 years. And uh, she said, I just love them. She says, you know, she says, I have so many problems with my Jeep. She said, right now, she says, I drove off the lot and I've been on the road for an hour mm-hmm. and I can't roll my my window up or down <laughs> but so, I go, matter. so i go over to the dealership and they said oh that happens all the time and they said do you want to leave it and she said no she said, i just bought this jeep she says i want to go out and enjoy it so my emphasis is on the look on her face and the passion in yeah. her eyes and i said to her are you planning a trip to the Grand Canyon? And she says, what do you mean? I says, well, it just simply puts you in that mindset, you know, <laughs> as yeah, that's Stu what I, alluded exactly. to when I, he was going to the beach. And I, I slip into fantasy when I see those things. I want to get a German Shepherd and put it in the passenger seat <laughs> and drive to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I, I that's what it. I picture, right? So being honest. <laughs> Okay, the next one. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, okay, hello. I know you all say dealer installed accessories are overpriced. I want mud guards on my new car. Is it better to buy the car without them, buy the mud guards, and then have the dealer install them, or buy the car and negotiate the price? Thank you. Yeah, buy them on Amazon and uh, check the ratings. The reason I love Amazon so much is it's kind of like Consumer Reports and a place to buy at the same time. You can check the price. Uh, you can check uh, the ratings, and if you have a four and a half star, you can read the individual ratings, and Amazon verifies these as legitimate mm-hmm. because you have to buy a product. Yep. And they ver- so yeah, buy your mud flaps, and then uh, take them in and have somebody put them on for you, Rick. Go find an independent mechanic, yeah, and I guarantee they'll charge you half of what the dealership yep. will. Oh yeah, exactly. All right, you want to keep going? You're fired, Rick. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go start a new business where I'm, all I do is inspect flood cars. I, say, or, um, I can make a fortune doing that. Or yeah. Rick Kearney's yeah. Mudguard Emporium. <laughs> all right, we'll keep going here then. Um, hello, Earl Stewart. My name is Miguel. My wife and I are currently trying to purchase a vehicle. Actually, we're going to try and purchase two vehicles, both new. Um, this actually should be for Nancy, I think. Uh, it says, I'm having trouble using the out-the-door affidavit. Dealerships are refusing to even look at it <laughs> or, or even fill it out. Our car buying experience has become very stressful. We've, we've been trying for about a year now. What advice can you give us to help us out? Uh, we, used to have, we also have used the Costco program 
but it seems to be very restrictive and we're unable to find a decent price yet. Uh, what are we doing wrong? Please advise. Thanks. Uh, did you say Miguel? That's Miguel, yeah. Miguel. Um, you know, for me, uh, instantly, uh, the, a red flag just went up. And, uh, you know, if, if I can't get that salesperson or the manager to sign that affidavit, I would just have, there's so many car dealers here in the state of Florida, in Palm Beach County. Well, we don't know where he's uh, texting uh, from. And, and uh, I would definitely uh, put my uh, feelers out and uh, check that uh, just a little further and attempt to use that out the door well, I'm glad affidavit. You, I'm glad you texted because we haven't, this is the first response we've had mm -hmm. about someone attempting Trying to, to do use it. it. The area code is coming from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I would say... Uh, seriously, on this uh, outthedoorpriceaffidavit.com, I would uh, always ask for a manager, and as high up the ladder as you can get. Uh, if you're in a, you know, a smaller dealership, you might be able to find the owner. But it would be interesting to me to hear anybody that would try this out the door price affidavit and have the refusal. If you went to someone in charge, and if you do, or if you refused, ask them why they would refuse to do it. Yeah. Um, and that would be an interesting conversation. That's a good technique that, that you use for everything. Ask why, no matter what answer you get, and eventually yeah. you'll get to the right answer. That's yeah, a Japanese a, thing. It's exactly. a, why? Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, you a ask why idea. four times, I think. Four okay. times or five times. We can't sign that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And, yeah. and, and you know something? It eliminates these hidden fees. It, it eliminates all of the dealer-installed accessory uh, that they get away with, and it's just a a surefire way of you getting the out-the-door price, and there is no reason at all that they wouldn't sign That's right. the affidavit. And you affidavit. learn something. Right. Well, there is a reason why they won't sign it, because they're not going to give you that price. Well, not uh, up front, yeah. but later on, like this, this, yeah. this is what happens. You, you, you negotiate, you finally walk away from the deal, you get to your car, and you get tackled by the sales yeah. manager, and then they finally give you what you want. Now, you can download this out-the-door price affidavit at earloncars.com. It's on the webpage there, or you can just go to www.outthedoorpriceaffidavit.com. Outthedoorpriceaffidavit.com. Download it, print it out, and uh, it tells you something. You, uh, you learn something when they say no, and then you know they're not going to sell you the price car at that price, and you say, okay, that tells me that you're not going to sell me the car at that price, so just please tell me what is the price you're going to sell me the car for. Yeah. That's all you're looking for, the price. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that in the 21st century, we have to argue with people, car dealers, to tell us what the price is. They don't want to tell yeah. you. And isn't it telling uh, that you would get a response from a manager? Uh, it, you know, I can, I can understand a salesperson, but isn't that telling uh, from a manager uh, that he would look at you and say, I'm sorry, we can't sign that affidavit. So buyer beware, it's a minefield out there. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're gonna go to Russell who's holding in Lake Worth. Good morning, Russell. Russell. Uh, good morning. My uh, fiance is a big fan of your show and she turned me on to this and here I am this morning. Well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So, uh, you have at least one fan. I just uh, had a strange thing happen to me. I bought a 2017 Kia Sedona minivan at Rick Case Kia. You know, it has a basic warranty of 60,000 miles. Mm -hmm. 
and an overall warranty of 200,000 miles, and my blind spot detection system went out. And the short version of the story is I just had like a scratch, literally like a scratch on the side of my car, mm-hmm. and they denied the repair of the blind spot detection system based on physical damage. And I brought it to two or three dealers. I escalated it to Kia, and Kia said, well, it's just in between you and the dealers. But I just can't believe Rick Case, and I bought a $42,000 vehicle here, Mm -hmm. you know, and the repair's turning out with a private, I'm not, you know, I took it out of his dealership, I was so disgusted. Uh, the module is even located near where the scratch is. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like almost like two feet away. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is uh, they won't honor the warranty. So uh, I just wanted to ask, like, why would a dealer create so much bad will with a good customer who speaks to a lot of people, and now all I'm going to do is speak bad about the Kia brand to people. They don't honor their warranty. Sure. You know, don't buy a Kia. I mean, I'm a businessman. I don't understand this logic. Can you yeah. explain? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised a little bit because I've heard relatively good things about the Rick Case dealerships. I think Rick Case's problem is he's so big, uh, and by the way, it's a husband and wife team. Um, I can't think of his wife's first name, but Mr. and Mrs. Case are uh, kind of co- uh, owners of a lot of dealerships, I think they're so big that they really can't get into the to the details like this. Um, what I normally recommend when someone is having a warranty problem on a new vehicle with a dealer, that they go to a different dealership. You you, you need to try to find a dealer that is concerned about you as a customer, and will. Will will sing your praises to the manufacturer. If if a dealer goes to bat for you with Kia, a Kia dealer, um, and uh, you got a better chance. Uh, the other thing, have you gone on the eight hundred number directly to Kia and talked about it? That way, it does get transferred to somebody in the dealership at a higher level than you've probably been talking. Yes, I did. I did. I, I made that call. I got a case number, uh-huh. and I went to several different dealers, yeah. and they all said the same thing. Because there's uh, physical damage on your car, they said it doesn't know, matter no matter how slight it is, they won't uh, they won't cover it. That's, yeah. that's their blanket policy. Well, you uh, you certainly spread the word about Kia, uh, and to me, that's a totally nonsensical reason. Um, they should have a technician. Uh, look at the damage, and if the technician said this may have caused uh, the the problem with your uh, blind side, or, you know, uh, not functioning, uh, or you could have someone say that based on the small amount of this damage, there's no chance that it could have caused the problem. It should be covered under warranty. The manufacturer is supposed to rely on the dealer. If they don't want to rely on the dealer. They, they, they're a specialist in the field. All manufacturers have specialists that work under the manufacturer directly, and they go into the dealerships to confer with the technicians in the dealership. But in this case here, you're just being stonewalled. They don't even want to talk to you. Uh, Rick is a technician uh, specializing in Toyotas. If, if, if you have a scratch on your, was it your uh, side view mirror? Uh, it's actually a scratch on the left rear panel. Left rear panel. Uh, does it make sense? Uh, I know you can't see it, Rick, but it is possible that it's so slight it couldn't possibly be a problem. Unless it was a severe impact 
that actually damaged the sensor or changed its mounting, it damaged the, the, the metal where it's mounted to, I can't see any reason not to cover that under warranty. And as a technician, I would be kind of angry because I can make good money replacing that under warranty. Yeah. Yeah, that's very that's very unusual. I'm surprised that Kia would do that. You know, Kia, uh, I read recently, are they're having some financial problems, and uh, uh, pretty serious. So Wall Street's talking about Kia's uh, survivability, and uh, it may be that they have just clamped down on all warranty claims. And if that's the case, shame on them. Uh, this might even merit. A lawsuit. I know you don't want to go to that trouble to hire an attorney on something like this because you pay the attorney more than uh, what it would uh, benefit you. But uh, I just happen to realize that uh, this may be a trend with Kia now. They may be having to tighten the purse strings a little bit. I know. What what the most amazing to me is the you know the ripple effect of one unhappy customer. You know, telling like I have a big fear of influence. I probably know, you know, a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they realize the impact of, like, one really unhappy customer. Well, one unhappy customer is talking to 20,000 listeners at Earl on Cars. And then we also have Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. uh, And uh, a lot of people out there are hearing this comment about Kia manufacturer and dealers being unfair in the way they repair their cars under warranty. So... Uh, they've already cost themselves far more than they would have paid to fix your car for you the way they should have. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your opinion. I appreciate it. Thank you, Russell. Russell. Call again, please. Yeah, Russell. Thank you so much, and uh, thank your fiancé for turning you on to us. Um, It's amazing what happens from word of mouth. Yeah, that's true. It, it It can be pretty destructive. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think we're going to go to Rick. He uh, is uh, letting me know he's got some YouTubes over there. I've actually got a couple of good ones here. And the the one that I'm kind of liking, Ernesto Ortega from YouTube is asking, Good morning. Any truth to the color of the car affecting the price to buy or sell it? Example, in insurance, some colors cost more to insure, like black and red. Thank you, and I love the show. I didn't know that. Well, I, I do know that you know some like the the uh, the two process like that pearlized paint that you see in a lot of cars. Um, when you buy the car, that's a premium that you pay for that for the extra paint. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that red and black got uh, extra yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think uh, colors uh, are something people don't think about when you buy a car. You want a car that's probably your favorite color, but you don't think in terms of the ramifications down the line five years later uh, when you trade that car in <laughs> so if you buy yourself a purple you know, car a purple mercedes <laughs> you might have a problem well, uh, <laughs> this is a true story uh, listen first of all I want a caveat i'm a good dad i was driving my daughter um, home yesterday and she sees this car and this i'm sorry i'm just gonna say god awful burgundy color and she says oh i love that red car and i go you mean no sale red and she looked at me like I had two heads. And that's an industry term. So what they're saying is, to what your point I is, like that. there are colors that have a, a broad appeal. So if you notice on the road today, pretty much every car you see out there is white or silver. I mean, there's other colors, but that's the preponderance. So if a dealer is looking to um, give you a trade-in value or purchase a car, he wants one that has the, the biggest audience. Mm-hmm. So he'll uh, uh, you'll get more money in your trade-in for these common colors versus something that was unique to, like, you know, like Nancy or your shirt. 
beautiful color blue, maybe not so much on a car for resale value. Now, if you don't care about that so much, get the color that you like, yeah. but it does affect the value of the car. Exactly, the depreciation of purchasing a vehicle and driving it off the lot, period, is uh, a little, well, it's, it's more than you think it is, but then you throw in a color that, as Earl stated, you know, or a, a purple car, or you know, a lime green, and there's a big depreciation when you go to turn that car in. We are going to go to uh, Jim, who's giving us a call from Lake Worth. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. What can we do for you? Uh, well, I have a couple of, uh, one question and a comment for Earl, and then one uh, comment for uh, Rick. Uh, but I want to see if you ever heard of this before. I was dealing a while back with Delray Toyota, I did like three cars with them, mm -hmm. and uh, there were leases. And when I handed in the first car, my fault actually for, uh, for going through with it, they hit me with this, I got to cover the car that I'm handing in till it gets to its final destination. And sure enough, a couple of months later, I got a bill for $175 to fix a scratch on a bumper, but I got it back from the dealer, so I was good that way. But did mm -hmm. you ever hear of something like that? Cover the cost of the car back to the um, leasing company? Well, yeah, wherever the, the final destination is, yeah. I, I maybe sign a form saying I would extend my insurance on it until it got to where it was, was going. Uh, and I, it, it never happened again. I mean, yeah. when I went to them on the, on the next car, I, I, I don't know. It was just some some cute thing they thought up, or I think you, I, yeah. I, I think it's something cute they thought up. You say this Delray Toyota? <laughs> yeah. 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 How, how much was it? Uh, One thirty-five dollars. Uh, what the gentleman <laughs> just said before about customers' uh, loyalty and that. No, I there, had three there's cars no. With them. Yeah. Did he want? Did they want cash? And, no, no. They, I had three cars with them, hmm. and then the last time I, I had a question on service, never responded. I went to the business manager on just on the phone, never responded. I finally walked away and and never got a call. So like the gentleman just before, I don't know. Some deal was just amazing that. I don't bother with guy that gives them multiple business. Well, you're only you're only required to return a lease car to the dealership, and the dealership makes the arrangements with the leasing company to return it to them. Sometimes uh, the leasing company actually will go to your home, and I mean there there are variations of that, but I have never heard of a dealership charging a leasing customer to transport the car from the dealership to the leasing. Company. Yeah, they have this well, uh, disposition fee, but that's well, not I mean, this you know, I mean, a correction. They didn't charge me, but it cost me money because, well, I had to extend my insurance uh, on that car, which was no longer mine. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I, I haven't heard of that either. Once you turn the car in, <laughs> your insurance lapses, and once you have the dealership accept the car back, the car now officially belongs to the leasing company, yeah. and the leasing company. You still have to contact your insurance company and let them know that you've you've yeah. returned it to the dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. normally what I did, but this, yeah. this was uh, 
something that it hit me by surprise, and I, I shouldn't even assigned it. But I, yeah, I just figure I call you to put out a warning to other people yeah. if they ever try to do it. Don't sign it. Well, thanks, right. Jim. That's a uh, very good advice. Turning in lease cars can be hazardous to your wallet, and uh, you need to be <laughs> sure about everything they say it has to be yeah. fixed and look at the tires and the interior, the outside, and there should be a, lease, a checklist that you would agree with. And I always recommend that you take pictures of your car oh, yeah. inside and outside. Oh, I uh, do. Yeah. I well, do. Yeah, and my car is, I'm, I'm a fanatic. And I, it's a lease car, but I take care of it like it's my car. So yeah. I get back, and it's very low mileage. They love me. But uh, now the next thing, I wanted to make a comment to you. Uh, and should give yourself a pat on the back. I'd uh, moved down the street, and I dealt with GMC uh, Buick uh, dealer, and uh, I wound up at a hell of a nice deal on the terrain, and I liked it so much, I'm now sitting in my third one, mm-hmm. And but I had a bad thing happen with the uh, end of the lease fee on the second car, and when I went into the next time to get my next car, which I have now, uh, I wanted to make sure the salesman I dealt with, I wouldn't deal with again. Mm-hmm. But I did. There were a lot of new faces. And uh, when I sat down to talk over the deal, he happened to say, by the way, we have a change format. We don't work on commission anymore. And I thought, Earl Stewart just converted somebody. <laughs> Well, it's slow, slow, but I'm uh, always happy when I hear that. I some people say they don't uh, have, uh, you know, haggle hassle, but they do. But I'm glad to hear this. Is this is a Buick dealer in uh, Lake. Where where are they? No, no, it, it was in Delray. We're right Delray, down the street yeah. from Toyota. Uh, yeah, we shopped them, didn't we? And, uh, mm-hmm. That's right. No, I just, uh, I just have one. I think Rick would find it interesting if I could just talk with him a minute. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Rick, I heard, I think it was a couple of shows ago, uh, you talked about uh, the new terrain and the disaster waiting to happen um, because of the start-stop routine. I mean, I'm losing a car, so I'm not worried. But uh latest thing, I got a, a letter from GMC oh, maybe six months after I had the car, and... It was about people going to car washes, which I don't do. Uh, they go to hit the neutral, and if they let off the brake beforehand and the car starts to go into the start mode, it has some kind of problem with the transmission. Have you heard that one? I have not. Sounds like they've <laughs> got a serious glitch on their hands. Well, I had to go in. I had to, There was a recall, so I went in and... Uh, Apparently, it wasn't just a simple computer change or something. It seemed like they had to change actually some item in the car. But I don't, you know, I never, it never happened to me because I never use neutral. I go to park and stop the car. But apparently, it happened quite a bit in the, in the people that are going in the car wash. So I thought I'd just uh, add to what, uh, what you had already said about uh, the disaster waiting to happen as far as the stop start. Well, it sounds like a good heads up for all the listeners, and that's on the, the terrain? 
Well, the start-stop yeah. feature is actually pretty common on a lot of new cars. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, it's it's that's not a not a good idea in my opinion. Yeah, well, it included, uh, you know, when, they went, when I went for the test drive, I said, what's going on? You know, I was, <laughs> couldn't figure out if my, for a minute, and the salesman explained. And he says, it gives you good gas mileage. Well, I checked my computer, you know, after a couple of weeks. And to be quite honest, I don't, well, I only do in-town driving. Maybe on a long haul it would be more better, but... I don't see that much advantage on the on the fuel savings. I, I wouldn't think so. That was just a really bad idea, and they probably are going to change it back yeah. and not build them that way anymore. Yeah, I mean, it probably shaves off a little, but they could probably find better ways to, yeah. to get that, yeah. that mileage. <laughs> well, I, th- I think I think maybe I heard wrong uh, when I when I heard you talk about it the first time. You said something about it. they decided GMs decided it's so bad they won't do it again. If they don't, they will because yeah. I think I've never heard anyone say anything good about that feature. No, I, even Toyota now is, is backing off, and it's there. There were several companies that tried that, and to me, it goes back to that old uh, uh, Cadillac had their four six eight engine that, as you were driving oh, yeah. on the highway, it would yeah. begin disabling cylinders. And they quickly realized that was a bad idea. What if they added a yeah, artificial well, vibration? I when that came out. <laughs> that made you All feel right, like the car was That was what I, what I had, to, had to say. Uh, I, I love your show. I, I listened to it faithfully uh, when I found it. I just happened to find it one time <laughs> on the radio. Huh. Well, thanks, Jim. Well, well, Call thank again, please. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Okay. Give us Have a, a good day. You too. Have a great weekend. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I see where Stu's got some texts. People are listening to you, and they are texting us. Uh, this is from Anne-Marie, long-time texter. Good morning. Oh, great question. Good morning. A while back, I heard a car backfire. That's when I realized that is no longer a common sound, thank goodness. What causes cars to backfire? Uh, and what have the auto manufacturers done to cut down on the number of vehicles that backfire fire nowadays? Just wondering, thank you. I'm looking at you, Rick, because I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what, I, just before you answer that, I just had a flashback. When I was a kid, I used to make my father's car backfire by pumping the accelerator and, and gen- I think generating too much gas that didn't burn in the cylinder, so. You just answered the question. That's exactly what it was. And the reason you don't hear cars backfire anymore is because fuel-injected cars limit how much fuel can go in the engine dramatically, and you can't flood them out like you could with a carbureted car. And the catalytic converter catches all that extra fuel and burns it up and doesn't allow it to go out into the atmosphere, which is an emissions thing from the federal government. So backfire simply has become a thing of the past. It just okay. doesn't occur anymore. It was so much fun back in the day. I was just going to say, I bet yep. you had a whole, lot of, uh, a whole lot of fun doing that. Yeah. And what did well, your that, daddy do to you when you did that? Uh, I don't think he knew about it. But. <laughs> that was like the old trick of uh, riching up the mixture a whole bunch, and then people would actually install a spark plug in the tailpipe that you could power up for fire and you would actually get flame effect coming mm-hmm. out of the exhaust pipe your like, tailpipe like in grease as that's exactly what it was as long as, 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 as we're digressing that. let me let me digress <laughs> way back my father 
was born in 1892, and uh, one of his first jobs was general manager of a car dealership in uh, Toledo, the, Ohio. For the Dodge Brothers. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, this is during Prohibition, and one of the things that they installed at the dealership was uh, smoke screens for the, uh, for the criminals. And, uh-huh. you know, the guy would come in, and if the cops are chasing him, moonshine or whatever it is, so my father's dealership would put in, uh, <laughs> and it was like a little uh, tube that would, and you had a switch on the dashboard, and you go like this, and then the oil Burned would the run into the hot exhaust, and you, sm- yep. you had a smoke screen. Suddenly you're burning huge clouds of oil yeah. out of the So he, yep. he pioneered the rolling coal phenomenon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still doing that <laughs> with diesel. All right, we got some text backing up. Okay. All right, this is a, here's a good one. Uh, it's from Lenny and Stuart. Under which normal situation should I use my emergency brake? I rarely use it, uh, opting to leave my car in park. If I'm on a steep incline, decline, uh, where are you going to find that around here? Um, am I doing damage <laughs> my to my transmission? Bridges. That's true, yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I sometimes long, as the father of teenage drivers, um, long for an emergency brake because he used to be able to grab that handbrake right in the middle and just stop the car no matter who was driving. <laughs> a few times it would have come in handy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you answered the question yourself. If you're on a steep incline, that's really – isn't that what it's for, Rick? That's there's, it. There's yeah. another reason. Uh, you need the emergency brake to do a bootlegger turn. That's right, the full J yeah. turn. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that in my a old A bootlegger turn to, for the uninformed is when the federal agents are chasing you and you have moonshine and you want to lose the federal agent. Uh, if you hit your brake and, and you Turn the wheel hard. And turn the wheel hard and the emergency brake. Yeah. You'll do a 180, and the and the federal agent will just spin right, right. past you. And then you'll hear loud banjo yeah. music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And I saw that on Thunder Road with Robert Mitchum. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and folks, for, for those of us that are in this, well, actually, this century and this millennium, yes. that's now called drifting. <laughs> okay. Oh, drifting, okay. Yep. <laughs> and all of these facts will appear, and you can read them in Earl's next book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Earl's agents. moonshining days. <laughs> well, there are certain crimes that have no limit of, you know, statute, you know, what am I trying to say? Statute limitations. So they can only be published posthumously. Yeah. And I say, I'll, why, I'll take did, care you, of that. why yeah. did you and I meet? And then I think back, you know, in this neighborhood I lived in and all of the moonshining that was going on, and I'm talking about the 50s, the 50s. So it wasn't so long ago. So there you go. We had something in common, and we didn't know it. Yep. Okay. Nancy was making it. Earl was running it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Andreas, who is a Facebook fan, watches the show every week, um, sent me a picture. And I, fo- I forwarded it to you in your text yeah. if you want to show the screen. Uh, Andreas got a solicitation from a – looks like a company that is selling extended warranties. And it's one of these really deceptive ads. It came in, and it looks like a big official notice that says, final attempt to notify. And it basically says his uh, his warranty coverage has expired. Um, however, um, Andreas has nine and a half years of warranty left on his vehicle. And he helpfully annotated this, pointing out some of the things on there. The first thing, the headline says, it's final notice. Andreas says, this is the first notice. And... Um, there's a QR code. If you've seen those things, you can scan it with an app on your phone. It'll take oh. you to a website. 
Um, Andreas drives a Hyundai. If you scan the QR code, it actually takes you to www.americanautomotiveservicessolutions.com, which is probably the company that generated this uh, solicitation letter. And uh, anyway, it's a scam, and we've talked about these on the show a lot. If you get anything in the mail offering, telling you that your warranty has expired, there's a 99.9% chance that it is uh, a BS solicitation. And if you just bought a car, yeah. your, your warranty is not going to expire. And the sad, the sad thing is there's a huge proliferation of this now with the Internet. And we, and we joke about it, and you put these the scams, and you share them with your friends, and you laugh about it. But the fact of the matter is it's, it's a rule of numbers. And with email, you can send out a million of these. And people, some, some guy in Nigeria or Taiwan or, or uh, you know, Miami, I mean, they can be anywhere in the world. You don't know where they are. And they, with a click of a key, they shotgun out millions of these scam things. So all they have to do is have one thousandth of one percent return. Yeah. And there are people out there that are gullible. So we scam. laugh at it, and we're preaching to the choir here at Earl and Cars because you wouldn't fall for it. Yeah. But the, some people do. Yeah, the, 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 the piece that Andreas got, it came in, it's in actual physical mail, and it looks like a bill. I mean, it looks like uh, yeah. something you get from your bank or your mortgage holder or something important. And it does it does work. And by the way, you know, I, you know we're all, like you said, we're all sophisticated consumers here in this room, and a lot of our listeners are. Um, I pause when I see those. I mean, I, I, when, when something looks like junk mail, it goes right in recycling. If it looks official, I don't want to take a chance. So, I, you know, even I will open it. Well, here's something. Here's, here's something and I've had, I mentioned to you. I don't, I don't think I mentioned it to you. The, the really slick scam artists now are legitimate people. I've had checks sent to me that I was entitled to, mm -hmm. and they made it look like a scam. And I threw the check away. <laughs> I mean, think about it. We get so much junk mail yeah. that you we study it, right? You get your you get your junk out of your mailbox, and you go through, and you throw in the trash can. This, this, I'll keep this. I'll throw this away. And like Sue just said, sometimes you study it for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to screw up. It's so it could be a bill. So to take that to the other extreme, you're sending out refund checks, and you want people not to cash them. Make it look a little strange. So maybe 20% of them get tossed. Yeah. And that is happening. That's intentional. It is. That's bad. Yeah, real bad. All right, I got bad news here. Sorry, this came out on our text line. Sorry, Earl. Looks like someone beat you to the AC condensate reclamation system. Oh, no. A company called Brimtech has a patent on it. and I Samantha, found... do you hear that? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Samantha, you're out. Only 50 bucks. <laughs> no billions for you. Um, I sent you. I looked it up, Brimtech, and I sent you the website. I know. I know. I know. Sucks. Yeah. Oh man. I sent you the the website. Maybe you can invest in the company. It's called Brimtech, and I don't know if it's in any vehicles, but it is a self filling system connects to the condensate and the oh, air conditioning system, and fills the windshield wiper reservoir system. I, I actually feel like I was. You know, Too I late. Feel good about it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you're well, it's a very roll. good idea. Yeah. But you know, what I'm surprised is, um, I why don't know don't we it, have them? Well, I don't understand. Is it because it is it way too much in manufacturer? Why wouldn't they do that? What yeah. a great convenient thing to have. I also saw that Ford was developing uh, a water drinking system from the AC condensate, which is nothing wrong with that. Astronauts do it mm -hmm. with uh, yeah. lots of things, and so uh, if it tastes good, do it. All right. Well, they they make water coolers that you can buy. 
that all it is is a, a basically a, a humidifier inside that collects water condensate, puts it through a filter, and it comes out in a cup for you. You don't have to put a jug on it or anything. Yeah, we should have that in our homes, too. Okay, this is a great one. Listen to this. Aloha from Hawaii, Earl. Hmm. I th- this might be not a... Well, we've, we've, had, um, we've had Bali, right? Bali, yeah. Okay, so that's not as far as Bali, but it's pretty far. Yeah. Okay, aloha. aloha. Um, and I replied, mahalo, which means thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about purchasing a new car via Ford's X-Plan partnership program? That's from Jeff in Honolulu. I happen to know quite a bit about the Ford's X-Plan because I Googled it after I saw the, the text. Um, it sounds like a great way to buy a car. Um, it's, a, um, it's a purchase plan available to employees of Ford, Ford dealers, Ford affiliates, and all that. And the way it works is you buy the new vehicles at invoice minus all the holdback and the advertising fee. Um, and then they also limit the dealers um, to $100 for dock fees. So unless there's other you know, profit buried into the Ford invoice besides holdback, um, and when we say holdback, we generally mean like everything that's packed in there. But if uh, that's the case, um, it sounds like a great way to buy a car. Now, say that again. They limit it to invoice yeah, so less. The, it's invoice minus holdback minus the advertising fee, which I think is a regional or, see, or yeah. dealer ad association fee. Good deal. Yep. And then they cap the dealer fee um, that the dealers can charge to $100. So mm-hmm. um, it sounds like a legitimate thing. And it's been around for a long time. Uh, to be you know, honest, I think I became familiar with it back in the, during the recession. And a lot of the manufacturers started and a lot of dealers started coming up with the concept of employee purchasing. And a lot of it was modeled after the uh, the, uh, the Ford X plant. You know what we ought to do? We got a mystery shop, a Ford dealer, and I have one in mind. That uh, we go in there and say we're uh, a retired Ford manufacturing yep. employee, and we want to use the X plan and find out if they really will limit their dealer fee to one hundred dollars. You do have to provide documentation proving you know that you are um, affiliated in the, in the correct way. So we figure out what kind of they need, and I'll Photoshop it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, would you recommend, and this is uh, from, this is not anonymous, but we don't have a name. Would you recommend that I buy a 2019 Highlander, which has a strong manufacturer rebate and proven reliability, or wait for the redesign 2020, which will be more expensive, but have a higher resale value in five years than 2019? Uh, styling and features are less important to me than value and reliability. Thank you. Well, in general, I always recommend that you wait and buy the newest model. Uh, there's some variables involved. Is there a styling change from the older model to the new model? Yep, complete redesign. In which case, um, you that double reinforces my theory, is that you always wait for the redesign new model. Yeah. And the savings you get will be substantial on the 2019 yeah but they won't be as substantial as the depreciation you'll suffer. Yeah, and, and, and like I think you said, the variable, if the rebate is enormous, then that can even things out more for you. I can say, yeah, they do have some incentives on the Highlander, but they're not enormous. Um, I no. think the waiting it would be the better way. And one other caveat, when you buy the 2020, when you buy the new model Highlander, uh, the supply-demand phenomena, when a new model comes out mm-hmm. in the first few days or weeks, gonna pay can more. cost you a lot of money. So. Don't be, you're going to keep that car for five or six years probably. Don't have to buy it in the first 30 days. Buy it in 60 days. Slow your roll. Exactly. And suddenly you'll buy that 2020 just like you would have bought the 2019. That's right. Yeah. They all become commodities eventually. Exactly. All right. Last one. Oh, Nancy's got something. What you need? 
What do you got? You go. Okay, I got it. All right, uh, we had uh, an incognito. I'm sorry. Uh, your anonymous feedback.com came in. Great question. Has anyone used the out the door price affidavit at your dealership, Earl? Uh, no, nope. uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, not to my knowledge. It would be interesting, uh, just for fun, because we mystery shop our own dealership. It would be interesting to see what the reaction from our salespeople would be if if they somebody did actually insist that this be signed. But uh, that that is a good question. I mean, I don't. It can, we can't make it sound like a commercial. I just. Um, well, the fact let's, is, let's we don't. It. Fact is, we don't have any hidden fees, let's and we don't it. have any dealer install accessories. So it should be a no-brainer. But let's uh, test it. We'll test it. But this we week. get surprised every time we mystery shop our, our own dealership. Yeah, we screw up all the time. But we do, and, and 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 you car dealers out there that are listening, and I know you're there. You just don't want to call, but <laughs> listening. you're listening. Shop your own dealership. I think there's a lot of really good guys out there. On I don't know how many, but there's some good dealers out there, honest dealers out there. You want to know what's really going on. You don't know until you mystery shop your own store. And I'm talking about whether you have a hardware store or a car dealership a or a restaurant. If you don't mystery shop, because it is incredible. You go through the screening process, you hire good people, you train them, you have meetings, you have policies and procedures, and then you send that mystery shopper in, and you would be surprised some of the dumb things the people that are working for you will do. Yep. Well, I'm going to take it a step further. Uh, when has this affidavit uh, been enforced by the mystery uh, shopper that goes out every week? <clears throat> Did they take it? We or, haven't, we haven't yet to try that. Or fax it to the We uh, haven't man. tried it yet. We, we will, though. That's, a, that's something we hadn't thought of. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be a great idea. And uh, also, I received a text message this morning asking, uh, when are we going to send out a female mystery shopper? And I'll answer that question. Uh, it's in the works, and uh, we're going to get it done. Uh, things like this uh, take a little longer. Yeah, uh, we have, uh, we've, we've done it a few times this year. We've had, um, I, can't, I can't remember the agent name. We did it two or three times earlier this year, and we could definitely dispatch uh, this. I will say, as the uh, mystery shopper, agent, wrangler, I mean, it is tough to, to, to find um, somebody to, to do. I mean, there's you know there's schedules and all that. It, you almost have to have somebody yeah. that's in the car business, yeah. and you have to have somebody that is tough. Uh, it is not some people from a uh, from <laughs> sure. a. Um, Emotional standpoint, don't like to deceive other people, which is a good yeah. quality. And we're and not you talking to about people. And we're not talking about women. I mean, we've had plenty of um, male mystery shoppers that tried it uh, once, came back, and just it wasn't for them because they felt sure. uh, they, you know, you have to be a little bit sneaky. You yeah. know, it's, there's well, a little deception going on. Uh, to the uh, female uh, texter who who sent me that text this past week, you know, I I do have to tell you. I'm expecting a great shop, a great mystery shop from a female that would uh, go out uh, because things have changed so much and we've become so educated. And uh, as uh, consumers, uh, we're involved in uh, making such uh, fantastic financial decisions. So I think with the Internet, you know, at our fingertips also, uh, I think it would be a great mystery shop. So uh, we're going to take care of it and it'll be soon. So. We're all caught up with texts and okay. anonymous I, feedback. I have one text from a um, Rosalie, who is a senior, and uh, she's going to be going out to purchase a car. She says, I'm 78 years old, and uh, to Earl, can you ask him, would leasing be 
a way for me to go, or would that be a mistake considering my age? Well, it depends on your health and how you feel. Uh, a lease is a permanent contract for the length of the lease. You can't turn a lease in early, and unfortunately some car salespeople tell you you can. 36-month lease, you have to make 36 monthly payments. If something should happen with your eyesight or some other reason you could not drive, uh, you're stuck with a car that you have to make all those lease payments on. So uh, be careful, um, but if leasing is a good alternative. I always tell people when they get to, get to be older to, to, to think about that and um, remember that you're obligated. When you buy the car, as you make your monthly payments, you're building equity. And so let's say that you're two years into a purchase on a 36-month financing. Uh, you probably got some equity in the car, or at least you're at break-even, so it's not going to cost you any money. If you have to stop driving that car, you can just sell it and break even on the deal. But my rule of thumb is just buy and set a lease, but sometimes the leasing is a better alternative. Yeah, and also be aware of the additional cost that you might incur. Um, there's always a fee at the end of the lease, and they call it the disposition fee. It's usually $350. And typically, they will not charge that to you if, if you release a car. Um, but if you're older and this might be the last car that you're leasing, you're, you're going to pay it. And that happened recently. I had a call for, um, from a customer who had bought, I think, 14 cars from us over the years. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he's leased all, this, all these years. I mean, going back a long time. And uh, never had to pay the fee. And then he retired and didn't need the car anymore. And he got the first... Uh, first disposition fee he ever saw and he was apoplectic I don't blame him. and uh yeah so uh, uh that was a surprise because it's uh if it's if you're not releasing you're going to pay a little extra money at the end yeah so to rosalie uh you know knowledge is power so you must do your homework whether you lease whether you purchase a new car whichever way you go used car uh we're going to go over to uh rick who's uh, got a few youtubes over there we've got a couple uh first one is from steven he says at what point, either based on years or mileage, should the fan belts and radiator hoses be replaced? That's and familiar. going back years ago, it used to be we had a recommended time interval that we'd say, oh, you need new belts and hoses. But the technology on those has improved to the point of which I do a visual inspection on belts. If there aren't any cracks in the belt or they're not severely glazed or, or really messed up, I leave those belts alone. Same thing with the hoses. Visual inspection, if there's no damage and they're not leaking, leave them be. Uh, there, there's really not a lifespan on them anymore. That's interesting. You know, that, that, that raised an issue. Uh, Nancy found an article in USA Today um, recently, and they were talking about the fact that cars are so good today mechanically, uh, and they last so much longer. Maintenance is nominal. Repairs are almost non-existent, and you get 150,000 miles on a car, no problem. You probably haven't had any problems. Yeah, but, but the problem is, with the rest of the car, uh, and I'm thinking belts and hoses, and interior was the subject of this article that she read, uh, the manufacturers are having to plan on the car lasting longer. Yep. Absolutely. They're working on... Uh, What's the average... Uh, time that they say making the uh, cabins uh, more durable uh, to uh, keep up with the exterior that's uh, d doing so well, and uh, the uh, the average age of the cars and uh, light trucks uh, on U.S. roads has reached uh, about 11.8 11, 11. years wow. in uh, 2018. Yeah. Wow! Can you believe that? 
I mean, you think of an 11 or 12-year-old car as an old car. No more. It's the average age of the car on the road. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And where do we have problems? Dashboards, upholstery, and stuff that, you know, back in the day, they used to trade cars every three years. Now they're keeping them for 12 years. Exactly. And all this faded interior that you come across whenever you purchase a vehicle, and it's... it's kind of disappointing because the car is going to stay on the road yeah. to up to 300,000 yeah. miles. Now they're not saying 11 years is the trade cycle, though. No, not yeah, true. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. It's the average. Yeah, average. before it dies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that means that some people are trading them in 20 years. 20 years, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got another. Well, we have one more. Uh, and I, I love this fellow's name. Give me five bucks on YouTube. That's his username. I, I love it. It's a great one. Oh, I like that. Send him five uh, bucks. I had bought a new Nissan Versa, and I had it less than three weeks, and I had an issue with the airbag light on. When I took it to the dealer, AutoNation Nissan of Louisville, and they charged me $120 to fix the issue. They said it was not covered under warranty because I had a water bottle under the seat. Would you think a water bottle would unplug the airbag sensor? That's one talented water bottle. Well, here's my answer to that. Absolutely not. And the reason I say that is because the electrical connectors for any new car are a very tight fit. They snap and they lock in place nice and solid. Now, I have seen from the factory brand new cars where sometimes the connector is not pushed in all the way and they'll they'll come loose. However... Airbags are another story. Anything to do with an airbag generally has what we call a double lock system. And to disconnect that connector, you actually have to work a a plastic tab once, slide it partway out, and then work the tab in a different manner to slide it the rest of the way out. It's an industry standard to have this double lock system on all airbag connectors to make sure that they don't accidentally become unplugged and they make it very difficult to actually unplug them. So there's no way an airbag or a water bottle could have bumped against that connector and unplugged it. And if this happens again, if it's something that's relatively recent, I would pull out the Missourian and I would be right back in there saying, show me that connector and show me how an air bo- a water bottle is going to unplug that connector. I would also, now that you've made him aware, uh, he should go back and speak to somebody in authority at that dealership. You say it was a Nissan dealer in Louisville? Louisville. Louisville. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's pronounced Louisville. I'm going to need to look that one up. It's... <laughs> anyway, Louisville. go back to the dealership. Uh, try to talk to the head guy, uh, the owner, if you can, and just say, look what, look what your people did to me. Talk to the general manager. Go up the... The, the line there, and if that didn't work, I'd get on the 800 number to Nissan. And then yeah. you, you, well, I, you can't do that because the CEO's in jail. So. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so. Mr. Goshi or Goshi? Gone. 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 Pronounced Gone, yeah. And it, it looks like Louisville, uh, the first one that pops up in Google, the is chairman in Texas. Of the board's in jail, too. They put the chairman of the board and the CEO in jail at Nissan. I wonder who's running the show. Uh, and I'm, not kidding. I don't I'm not know. kidding, folks. I tell you, you want to talk about moral, uh, uh, what do we got, a moral crisis in the automotive? We've got Volkswagen CEOs in jail, Nissan CEO and, and chairman of the board. Uh, who else is in jail? 
um, there are <laughs> multiple multiple manufacturers that are going to the slammer. That's right. And Elon Musk is just getting high and relaxing. Yeah. He won't go to jail. We, do we have enough jails? Do we have enough jails? There's going to be a lot of people going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a couple of texts that came in. Okay, let's go on. Uh, this is a relatively short mystery yeah. shopping report. Yeah, yeah. So we can do. Uh... Well, Linda on Facebook um, has a question. She said um, she had her oil and cabin air filter replaced. It was 50 bucks for the oil change and 50 for the cabin air filter. Is that a good price? Um, we got a little, you know, a little more information, but generally speaking, yeah, for a synthetic oil change, I mean, you can be looking at sixty or seventy dollars. A cabin air filter, fifty, sixty dollars, something like that. So, um, sounds like you got a pretty good price. Just make sure that wasn't for regular oil, because <laughs> fifty bucks for a regular oil change is a little steep. Yeah, that a lot steep. Be a little bit high. Linda, thanks so much for tuning in to Earl's, Earl and Cars <clears throat> every Saturday. We really appreciate your company. Yep, and the next one is uh, from. Um, Brandy in Pennsylvania, and, uh, and and Miguel, who texted earlier, I just wanted to thank us for answering the question um, about using the out-the-door out the um, affidavit. And uh, just a great show, and they're going to be listening to the Mystery Shopping Report. Yeah, so speaking of parts, and we're talking about cabin filters, it made me think what Jonathan said earlier about Amazon. You know, a cabin filter is a fairly expensive item, and that's the one that you know filters the air in your car from you know, when you were here you sit in uh, oil filters uh, you can buy just about any automotive part on Amazon and you can buy them at other places too but just a little test you, you can buy an OEM part on Amazon and uh, just to keep your car dealer honest and keep your uh, independent repair honest uh, if you're going in for routine maintenance, which is going to require new filters or some new part, just go on Amazon, check the part. And so when they charge you, the markup on parts can be huge. The manufacturer typically marks the part up to the uh, car dealer, obviously. We don't know what their markup is. They might double the price. We don't know. But a man, a car dealers buy a part from the manufacturer. The average dealer markup is at least 40%. That's suggested. But most parts departments use what they call grid pricing. And they will take, they'll triple the price of a, of a part, meaning a filter or something like that. So you can really get laid away on an auto part. We have the digital awareness now with Amazon and a lot of other sources that you can buy OEM, original equipment parts, or good quality aftermarket parts. And keep your dealers and your independent repair shops honest on the parts. Or you don't have to go through the trouble. You can pull up Amazon on your phone and go, look, yeah. free shipping. <laughs> yeah, free shipping here. And wh why are you charging please, me? Please, please match this. Yeah, I don't, I, say, I don't mind you making a little profit, but why are you doubling the price of what I'm paying retail on Amazon? Yeah. And you'll find out that right. some cases you are. Yeah, great idea. Um, as usual, we have all kind of great information here at Earl Stewart on Cars. And uh, now we're going to get to the Mystery Shopping Report part of the show. And I want to encourage you to text us with your grade at 772-497-6530. That Mystery Shopping Report is going to come to you from Palm Beach Toyota. Stay tuned. Okay. Uh, Mystery Shop. Palm Beach Toyota. Uh, Palm Beach Toyota, by the way, is a very large volume car dealership. Toyota sells the most cars in the market. 
in fact, in Florida and the whole southeast United States. Uh, and Palm Beach Toyota uh, is outselling almost every car dealer, I would say, from the, the Fort Lauderdale area to the Orange County area. Yeah. Big, big area. Huge volume. And they just moved into a giant new facility. Uh, they're on Congress in Southern. Correct. And they are, it's a huge, beautiful, beautiful facility. And they're doing a whole lot of advertising. And the advertising is really why we're doing this mystery shopping report. Uh, we are taking a break also from Takata Investigations. I alluded to this earlier in the show that uh, we're overdoing it on Takata. And I, I thought about it, and I agree with the anonymous feedback that we are. Uh, Stu is caressing his microphone. Yes. <laughs> so soft. Oh. We're discussing the AC. Well, distracting, you know. For, uh, I, I'm hearing some ASMR like whispering noises. I think it's our uh, yeah. it's, the, it's our air conditioner. Does anybody else hear it? I don't. I don't hear. It. You don't. You don't hear any I, high frequency no. sounds. Okay. I, I, was, I, I hear people's I was voices. Kidding, I heard. I'm hearing voices. Watch out. I'm okay. hearing voices. <laughs> we're okay. It's just some background <laughs> white noise. Don't let us distract you. Okay. We're taking a break from our Takata because we think we've overdone in Takata, and I confess. I got emotionally involved with Takata. It's important. As you should. But we'll, we'll we, go back to it. Part of our duty here is to inform and entertain. And if you overdo something, you don't do that. That is true. Our weekly mystery shopping report used to focus almost exclusively on car dealer advertising. And we've exposed just about every the show trick was, in the book. Yeah, the show was built on that. Exactly. We've seen ads with enormous and too-good-to-be-true discounts, ridiculously low car payments, and impossible offers for trade-ins. We've seen promises for guaranteed finance approval and offers for huge cash prices. And gold prices. coins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at, the heart, at the heart of these ads is a simple concept, bait and switch. And we overuse that, and I hear the same thing you're hearing now, so I'm going to turn, turn that down a little bit. I, I hope you don't hear it over the air. But uh, bait and switch uh, is a term that is uniquely accurate and descriptive. And I think sometimes when you overdo, overuse a phrase, it becomes like a, you say it, but that doesn't mean anything. The, but it is true. It's exactly what it is. The bait is an attractive offer, like really, really, God, well, wow, man. You know, you're like a fish, and you see that juicy lure, and you think it's a juicy mullet, but it's got hooks in it. The bait is what the uh, dealer uses to lure you, and when you come in to the dealership, then a less desirable thing awaits you, and can be uh, painful, too, because you can pay a huge amount of money when you thought you were going to get a bargain. So we're, we're, we're focusing in on these. We've done less mystery shops on car dealer advertising lately, mainly because of the shift, the shift to digital advertising. That's, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, it, it's kind of getting away from newspapers, but there's still a lot of TV going on and radio for that matter. Uh, it's targeted to the individual consumer online and on social media. So you don't see it, the digital I'm talking about. You don't see it. It's going to somebody else because you can target the people that are going to run in and buy the car. You can target people by their buying behaviors. And yeah. also, um, if you visit a dealer's website or if you'd visit other car-type websites, 
you'll get tracked from yeah. then on. You'll see yeah. these little ads appear, and you're the only one who sees them. Yeah, well, and we're car dealers, and in uh, full transparency, and we see the genius of the advertising and digital, and we can advertise as a car dealer to people, and know uh, you know this mm-hmm. whole privacy thing is real. We know uh, everything about them. We know where they're going on the uh, web, mm-hmm. where they're going on their computer, what products they're looking at. Nancy's always talking about, how did they know that I was looking for shoes? Well, they know you're looking for shoes because you looked at somebody's uh, c- company that was advertising you're shoes. You're leaving a very conspicuous trail of breadcrumbs. And it can be amazingly quick. They know where you live. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know how much money you make. They know what kind of car you drive. The more you share online, the more they know about you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that, that information is very real, and it doesn't matter whether you're looking at uh, uh, to buy a hamster or if you're looking for a car. Uh, it's real, and you're being tracked no matter what you do. If, if you want a lot of cute ads, uh, start visiting hamster websites. Exactly. <laughs> no matter what you do, no matter where you go, you're being tracked And on this the radio Internet. show, they will think we're looking for hamsters, and they'll be able to. <laughs> That's right. Someone's listening. Well, it was just to your point about Now, back on the serious subject of this mystery shopping report and the fact that we have uh, seen a serious reduction in outlandish ads. The ads are still out there. I mean, uh, uh, Best Smith Toyota, for example, or Prime uh, Auto. Uh, There's still some hysterical outlandish ads. Uh, Arrigo is outlandish. But there's been a reduction and a sophistication has come on to the scene that's making these uh, advertisements, these bait-and-switch ads, even more dangerous. It's, more, it's, it's less safe now than ever before, but to look at it on the surface, it seems like people are calming down. But they're getting very, very clever. And even intelligent people are being duped into the bait-and-switch. For example, this week, in, uh, in an ad from a local Toyota ship, Palm Beach Toyota, and we're going to use this, and we found it digitally, online. It's on television constantly. If you live in the Palm Beach County, probably northern uh, Broward or St. Lucie County or Martin County, you've probably seen the advertisement. It's a completely redesigned 2020 Corolla from $14,977. $14,977. Completely redesigned. 2020 Corolla. Now, 2020, it's not even 2020 yet. Nope. And we have very few 2020 cars out. That's a new car, right? That's a new 2020 Corolla. Well, uh, and the price, $14,977. Now, that's a really good price. A really good price. And we checked it out. 2020 Corolla LE. If you really did your work in True Card and Consumer Report, Costco, uh, Costco you might be able to buy it for eighteen thousand. But Palm Beach Toyota is advertising it for fourteen thousand nine seventy-seven. In smaller print, above the Corolla starting at fourteen thousand nine seventy-seven. That's literally in neon. Yeah, the word <laughs> pre-owned is inserted, so that makes it legal. Yeah. So these folks that are uh, having to deal with a more intelligent consumer, and you are, people who listen to the show are very intelligent and very aware, I want you to be pre-warned that you can even be tricked. Yeah. And I can be tricked. I have seen ads recently that I had to read two or three times because I said, 
Where's the hook? I, I'm a dealer, and I know that you can't buy a 2020 uh, Corolla, new Corolla for 14977 I know that. Yeah. But sometimes I can see an ad that I have to read it twice or three times to find the hook. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, now, you think for a minute. It's, it's 2019. Yeah. What would an average consumer think when they see a 2020 model year advertised? And that is the way it's being done. How about one promoted is completely redesigned? Doesn't sound like a used car to me. Can't be a used car. <laughs> Can't be a used car. I think an average consumer may think it is a new car that's being advertised. To further muddy the waters right next to the 14977 ad is one for a $99 lease. Well, first of all, you don't lease used cars. So $99 lease has got to be a new car. So that sews it up. And that's how... It's very, very diabolical and clever. It gets worse. It gets worse. When you click on the ad, you're taken to the new vehicle specials page. Yep. Now, if this isn't deception, premeditated, I don't know what is. I know, I envision the Palm Beach Toyota advertising agency and the general sales manager and the general manager, and they're all getting there and they're discussing this ad. And this thing spent a, they spent a lot of time coming up with this. It is very good. Uh, well, I don't want to say it's illegal at this point. Let's wait till we finish the advertisement. Okay. Now you go to the new vehicles page, and you, you, if you missed the pre-owned, you're really duped. The very fine print reads, offer valid on pre-owned 2020 Corolla LE. Uh, the very fine print. Original MSRP. 20895 example, stock number, and they give you the hashtag LP005724. Taxes, title, registration, administrative fees, dealer fees, uh, $999.95 are not included. So I'll just stop there briefly. Advertised price. $999.95 and administrative dealer fees, which is a little over 100 bucks to 150 something like that. Yeah. yeah, Not included. Now, Florida law says, and I have this uh, in one of my blogs, uh, Florida law says, where am I here? You're at um, the radio station studio, yeah, sir. Yeah. At any rate, I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I can't find the highlighted thing there. Florida law says, that you have to include any dealer fees by any name in the advertised price. Include it. You don't, it doesn't say you can disclose it in the fine print and say it's added later. It says you have to include it in the advertised price. So this is a violation of floral law right there. Not to mention the rest of it, which is... But everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing Everybody's doing it. Uh, where am I here? Was okay. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Agent Thunder. I went in to investigate this. I'm speaking the first person as if I were Agent Thunder. I arrived at Palm Beach Toyota Congress and Southern Boulevard in West, in West Palm Beach around 5 p.m. Back to a no parking spot, walked toward a large front entrance framed by a large illuminated archway. A salesperson was sitting on the bench near the door, jumped to his feet when he saw me approach. He introduced himself as Luis and asked, or perhaps Louis, 
L-U-I-S, asked what brought me in. I said I was helping my wife find a new car, and uh, she'd seen Palm Beach Toyota's ad uh, for a new 2020 Corolla for $14,977. So I said, my wife saw this ad for a new Corolla, 2020, 2020, for $14,977. Louise said, without blinking an eye, he could help me and asked me to come inside. He said he'd like to show me around first and took me to the service lounge area to point out the coffee machine and the smartphone chargers. He walked me back to the new car area and explained the whole dealership was brand new. Walked me back to the new car area. We sat at a table and made small talk for a few minutes. Luis seemed like he was avoiding something. <laughs> Finally, he said, now listen to this carefully. We're shopping Palm Beach Toyota, Congress and Southern Boulevard, Luis the salesman. At this point, uh, Luis says that uh, he seemed like he was wearing something. He said he needed to be honest with me, and he said they didn't have the car at the advertised price. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Now... I came in and said, my wife saw the ad for the new 2020 Corolla for 14997 Nothing was said then. And after the coffee machine and the tour of the dealership, he says, I've got to be honest with you. I asked him what he meant, that they didn't have it. Luis told me that they technically have it. I mean, technically we have it, uh, but it's just one car. It's so we can run the ad. It's there to get people in. When, we, when people come in to see the car, we show them other options. Well, now, here's, here's a, a salesman. Yeah, here's a salesman, uh, Luis, who is forced to deceive customers. Mm -hmm. And he's ingratiating himself to the customer who happens to be me, the mystery shopper. And not really me, but Agent Thunder. Uh, he went on to say that this 2020 Corolla was a rental car, a Toyota rental car, TRAC. Called it a track car. Uh, yeah. Called it a track car, Toyota rental. Um, and they said it was a loaner car with about 5,000 miles. Now, I asked him if it was really a 2020 model, and he said it was. I told him I wasn't surprised about the ad being phony. I said I'd come to expect this sort of thing from car dealerships. Luis agreed that this was indeed the way it was, just the way it is, and uh, the way we were. We see this in a lot of car dealerships. Luis, honest guy. I mean, not really, but forced into dishonesty uh, honest, to make a living. Honest about the dishonesty. He was honest about the dishonesty, yeah. and, we're, and that sounds funny, and it is funny. But it, and it happens. It happens in a lot of dealerships. Uh, by the way, in the rental car, this is insider knowledge because I am a Toyota dealer, and in the Toyota rental car system, when you put the car into a rental service, you cannot take it out without a penalty. You must yeah. keep it in for four months. You can sell it, but you'll get a, you'll get a charge. Back. You get a charge back. You're penalized. Yeah. So the car never was intended to be sold, right. and uh, they they advertised a car that they knew they couldn't sell. And they knew it wouldn't be there. <laughs> and they knew it wouldn't be there. And that was to bait. You know, you cast out with your good-looking lure. Tasty. And you know, like this. Tasty and, bait. 
and slam them, and you pull it in, and then you switch them mm-hmm. to something that, that you can sell. This is really terrible. Really terrible. Palm Beach Toyota on uh, Congress and Southern Boulevard. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's very. They have, they have a huge inventory. Huge inventory. Why and would they advertise just one car? Yeah, and they, exactly. And they do uh, a huge amount of advertising. And uh, anyway, I, I just... Uh, I said he may have a deal anyway. I'm, you know, leading Luis on. A $14,977 still sounds good. And it's crazy good because we, we're telling you right now, being toilet dealers, we know that $18,000 would be a doozy, a really good low price. So uh, I'll buy a used car, 2020 Corolla, for $14,977. Uh, and, uh, and it was an LE, by the way. Even if I had a few miles on it, uh, I asked if I could see it. Let me see that uh, rental car. He came back shortly and said he was sorry, but it wasn't available. Wah, wah, wah. It may have been, yeah, it may have been rented out. Uh, as I said before, they would have been penalized. This is the point when a real shopper is supposed to leave, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The thunder pressed on. Exactly. It wouldn't go like this. Yeah. But we were, we were uh, torturing Luis. I asked him if he had any other 2020s, uh, Corollas. Lewis said he had a ton of those, but they were all new. And he couldn't do the $14,977. But he said he would totally hook me up. He said he could probably get $4,500 off the MSRP. Uh, I acted surprised, told him I'd like to see that on paper. Lewis left to get the numbers, returned with a worksheet show the price breakdown. The MSRP on this 2020 new Corolla LE was 21,667. He showed a 45 he showed a 4500 discount discount which brought my sale price to 17,167. Then he added here we go. A $999.95 pre-delivery service charge which is a dealer fee. As I just quoted earlier in this, Florida law requires that this be included in the advertised price. was not included. And there's also an administration fee that's not even being mentioned, and it's not even on the worksheet. Uh, this made my actual selling price $18,166, and my out-the-door, my out-the-door price was $19,772. And seven hundred twenty-two dollars, and remember, we came in on a fourteen thousand nine hundred seventy-seven dollar car. We got switched. Yeah, this ad was pure bait and switch. It was designed to blur the lines between new and used cars, and it successfully did that, and made and made it appear they were selling new twenty twenty Corollas for fourteen thousand nine hundred seventy-seven dollars. Yes. This was a disclosure in the fine print, but that's not what people see or remember. Now, you'll see this ad. All you have to do is turn your TV on in the uh, Martin County, Palm Beach County, probably uh, northern Broward County area. And they're they're still running this ad. Uh, We shopped it the other day. You'll see the ad tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And they don't have the car. 
Yeah, go on, go to palmbeachtoyota.com. It's right on the main page. Yeah, you don't have to search for it. So yeah. that's the headline. Toyota. And you can, you'll see some great prices there, uh, palmbeachtoyota.com. Great prices. The problem is you can't buy the cars for the advertised prices. And mentally add about twelve hundred dollars to every price you see. Yeah, and they're very successful. Uh, this is uh, painful to, for me to think about how successful a car dealership can be when they lie, cheat, and steal. And they advertise cars they won't sell and can't sell, wouldn't sell if they could sell. And people fall for it. It's a, it's a sad situation. They are currently on our recommended uh, dealer list right now. Yeah. They are. They are. Okay, folks, uh, we need some votes. And we've finished. Mr. Scheibenwurz, too, has flashed up his text votes. We have the grades coming in. Edward gives him an F. D gives him an F. Lenny gives him an F. I don't have Linda's grade, but she predicted at the beginning of the report uh, that she's ready to give a huge F. Oh, wait, I got a face palm emoji coming in from Linda. I bet you any second we're going to see huge fat F. Linda, I'm going to speak for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Huge fat F from Linda. Okay. I concur. Nancy, you got any votes over there? Uh, sure. Uh, first, I have to say to our listeners that, uh, you know, getting car buyers in the uh, door is uh, it's limitless and uh, our mystery shop today proved that and uh, it's uh, I don't like being deceived I don't like being taken advantage of uh, so therefore I give them an F Rick well so far we've got uh, give me five bucks says F <laughs> Ernesto says an F Mark Smith from Iowa is giving him a D a D He's, he's being lenient this week. Yeah. And myself, i got to give him the F. I mean, it's just too blatant. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – uh, I have an anonymous feedback person that says, how come I don't ever vote? Um, I should vote. And um, I, I, maybe you missed a couple of my votes. But I'm going to give him a big F. I think, I think this is so egregiously deceptive. I normally don't fail – Party list for deceptive advertising, but this is so. This goes over the the hump in deception, and so I give them a map. Stu, what about your votes? I'm concurring with the. Uh, I'm going with the consensus. Consensus with an F. We did yep. have a couple came in. Amy gives them an F, and Ed gives them a D. Very generous, Ed. And Mark Anderson is saying D for the semi-honest salesman. Mark from St. Louis. I see the point there. This yeah. is true, and I feel bad about Luis because he needs a job, probably. He needs to uh, earn a living. And when he got into Palm Beach Toyota, they said, look, uh, when customers come in, just lie to them and uh, tell them, uh, yeah, uh, I'll take care of you, and then spring it on them that this is a used car. And if they say they want to buy it, just tell them we don't have it anymore. Uh, tell you, it just takes the wind out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. I see, uh, according to the clock, we have one minute left. That mystery shop came to you from Palm Beach Toyota. And uh, I have to thank Stu for his, uh, well, ingenious way that he does this every week and where he shines. He shines in a lot of places, but this is so important to get out to the consumer and uh, he does it uh, the wording is uh, he's uh, I'll say he's reached perfection I'm a scribe and uh, <laughs> tune, in, tune in next week uh, if you would and we'll be right here Earl Stewart on cars at 8 a.m. have a wonderful weekend everyone